I got a few things I want to talk to you about. Because we're talking in the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation. And we finally got to the 17th chapter. But we will probably not get to the 17th chapter tonight. Because I got to give you, you know, a little background. So that you'll understand it better. Or maybe understand a little bit better why I have uh, the view that I do. So... Anyway, first of all, I'm going to show you a few things on the screen, and then after that, we'll look at the little chart. Uh, I've never seen anybody you know, draw the chart like this, but it's because at the, the feet down there, you notice I cut the feet off and separated them and put a gap in there. And if you'll study the scriptures, with that little gap in there, everything will fit. Because one day the rapture will take place, and those ten toes are going to come up against the ankle joints, and everything's going to be fine. And God is going to do his thing. Going to work a miracle. But anyway, the Bible says in the book of Daniel chapter 9, now I wish we had time to read the whole chapter, but we don't. It's where Daniel has... Uh, got out the book of Jeremiah and began to read, and he saw some things and, and realized that he needed to prepare the people. Uh, we're going to get to go home. And so here in Daniel 9 and 22, it says, And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. Now, don't you think that would be neat? that the Lord would shower upon you the skill, the wisdom, the understanding, and, and you wouldn't have to study the Bible at all. But remember Jeremiah, where he was reading, he was reading, and he was studying. So God blessed this man, and uh, he started off as a very young man, and uh, took a stand for the Lord, and determined he would not defile himself with the king's meat. And he was just a, a godly individual. And God blessed him over the years. Now we're talking about toward the end of his life. Because they'd been there almost 70 years in captivity, and he was probably a teenager when he went, so you know that um, he was hitting up close to 90 years of age. He says, At the beginning of thy supplication the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore understand the matter and consider the vision. So God was going to give him a, a vision of what was going to take place. You hear me talk a lot about the 70 weeks of Daniel, and the tribulation period is one week of the 70 weeks. Uh, that means that 69 of those weeks has already come and gone. But this is what he says. 70 weeks are determined upon, and these are very important words, thy people, which would be Israel, and upon thy holy city, which would be Jerusalem, to finish the transgressions, and to make an end of sins, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring an everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. So this takes us right up to the millennium, right up to the doors of the millennium when Christ will be anointed, takes the king, the, the, the kingdom that God had promised. 
So all these things are important to, to know, to go back and get just a little bit of the, uh, the, uh, the prophecy of what it's talking about. And this is where he was reading in the book of Jeremiah. He says, And this whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment. And these nations shall serve the king of Babylon seventy years. So before they were ever taken into captivity, God had already, through the prophet Jeremiah, told them that they were going to be taken into captivity, and even told them how long it would be for 70 years. In Jeremiah 25 and verse 12 it says, And it shall come to pass, when 70 years are accomplished, that I will punish the king of Babylon. 70 years, and then I'm going to punish the king of Babylon. So God is going to use the king of Babylon to accomplish his purpose to whip Israel, and then he's going to whoop Babylon for whooping Israel. Isn't that something? God is able to take any person or thing or nation to whoop another, and then God can deal with them. But remember, you and I do not have the liberty to just live as we please however we want, and get, try to get away with it. There is a price to pay for rebellion. Israel had disobeyed God for a long time. And God says it's now time to pay up. And so for the years that they were supposed to let the land rest, well, they wouldn't do it. The Sabbath that they were supposed to let it rest, they wouldn't do it. And so God says because of that, I'm going to take a year for every one of those that you didn't do, and I'm going to collect so 70 years, God collected and made Israel pay the, the, the price for it. So God does that. Now, in Jeremiah 29, in verse 10, he says, For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished, at Babylon I will visit you and perform my good word towards you in causing you to return to this place. See, God is able to, in his sovereignty, work out his will in the lives of people. Uh, many times we call it the providence of God, how God works behind the scene to accomplish his will. And if you know how he works with nations, how he works especially with Israel, then you'll understand that a lot of times the same principles he applies to you and me. Because God can be working behind the scenes and he allows things to happen for a reason. You and I are just supposed to trust him and keep getting up. Just keep doing right. Now, in Daniel chapter 9 and verse 2, it says, In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years, whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. As Daniel reads the book of Jeremiah, and then whenever the ninth chapter is written, Daniel begins to call upon the Lord and confesses the sins of the people to the Lord, and how wicked they had been, and how good God had been. And so he submits himself to the Lord in prayer and humbles himself. And it's like Daniel has taken the faults of all the people of Israel upon himself and it's like he's interceding for us. And God says that he would cause his people to go back. 
and miraculously to have a king that would allow them to go back and then give them money to go back, give them protection to go back. And yet, only a remnant went back after 70 years. So evidently, there was a lot of those people that had been taken into captivity that just kind of says, you know, we're old now and there's no sense us going back. So a lot of them stayed there in Persia, over in the Babylon area. But anyway, Jeremiah gave this prophecy right at 70 years before Daniel understood the meaning. So he read it, and then God caused him to understand it. And isn't it amazing that it was right there toward the 70th year that he began to see it. That's when God allows your understanding to be enlightened at the right time. As you read the scriptures, there's many things you do not see and understand at the moment. And then sometimes, just out of the clear blue sky, it seems like, now I know what that means. God will let you understand, and he'll let you understand. But if he let you see and understand everything in his word all at one time, it would blind you. It's so much truth, you couldn't handle it. That's why God says, here a little, and there a little. Line upon line, precept upon precept. In other words, building. In other words, you don't take a little baby and think, well, if I could shove all this food into him all at one time, you know, for 10 years, just think how fast this great baby's going to grow. No, you're going to kill the kid. I watched a mother one day, and she was feeding her kid a bowl of oatmeal. The little tyke sitting there in the little high chair, and I mean, it was a huge bowl of oatmeal. And the kid didn't know when to stop. So she just kept feeding it to him. And I says, and I watched him, and his stomach would just grow, grow. And she just, and I says, don't you think that kid's had enough? She says, oh, no, I give him the whole bowl, the whole bowl. She says, I don't have to feed him for the rest of the day. The stomach is out there like this, and the little baby's got a smile on his face. The baby didn't care, but the baby lived. <laughs> that kid's grown up today. I could not believe it, but when it comes to truth, you have to learn a little bit and get a little bit more. That's why we don't have Bible classes where you go, you know, 24 hours a day. You have to have some time to adjust. To build, you know, to apply, and then add a little bit more, and then apply that. See, wisdom is taking knowledge and applying it to experiences in life. And it takes time to build. That's why God doesn't build you overnight. God will take 10, 15, 20, 30 years to get you to be a strong Christian. It don't happen like that. You're going to learn a little bit and fall. Learn a little bit and fall. And some of you still crawling. <laughs> some of you never get to stand up and walk. But it don't happen overnight. It doesn't do that with little children. And it's the same thing with the truth of God's word. So God says, here a little, there a little. Not here a lot and there a lot, a little. Learn a little truth. Now God will teach you something during the week. Come back on Sunday and learn a little bit more. Or you learn a little bit in the mornings, a little bit at night. So God does this, and it's for a reason. Now, if Daniel believed the 70 years were literal, 
Why not the 70 weeks? Both are in the same chapter. So if the years were literal, then why not believe the 70 weeks would be literal, as a God applies it in His Word? So it's better to use Scripture to understand Scripture. God's Word will teach you what God's Word means. In Genesis 29 and verse 17, you remember a guy named Jacob who uh, fell in love with a, a beauty by the name of Rachel? Well, there was Leah and Rachel. Leah was the oldest one. And I guess they had a custom that, uh, you know, the oldest one had to get married first. Well, evidently Jacob didn't know that. And he only worked for seven years in order to get this uh, beauty. And uh, lo and behold, uh, and into the tent they went, and he found out this is the wrong one. So he says, Leah was tender-eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. And Laban says, it is better that I give her to thee than that I should give her to another man. Abide with me. Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had to her. Isn't that romantic? Oh, I mean, to work seven years for a woman. Some of y'all wouldn't do that to keep a woman, let alone to get her. Verse 21, and Jacob said unto Laban, give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled that I may go in unto her. So he had worked for seven years to get this little beauty. And surprise, surprise. Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to him, and he went in unto her. And Laban gave unto his daughter Leah Zilpah his maid for a handmaid. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. <laughs> ah, when the light hath dawned, well, they say love is blind, but marriage will help you to see better in the morning. What is this that thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve for, with thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? You have tricked me. Laban says, it must not be so done in our country. To give the younger before the firstborn. He outsmarted the old boy, didn't he? He outsmarted him. In verse 27, fulfill her week. So this is where we know that a week can refer to a period of seven years. He worked for seven years, and he says, now you work for her another seven years for the other one, and we will give thee this also for the service which thou shalt serve with me, yet seven other years. So this is why whenever you go over there to the book of Daniel, and you see it 70 weeks, can it be that the weeks is talking about years, and one week would be seven years. So 70 of those would be 7 times 7 would be 49, 490 years. That's where you get your 490 years. So you see, God does give us a way of telling, well, what does that mean without just guessing? It's already in the Scriptures. So he says here in verse uh, Le Leviticus 25, 8, And thou shalt number seven Sabbaths of years unto thee. 
seven times seven years, and the space of the seven Sabbath of years shall be unto thee forty and nine years. God's Word teaches God's Word, and it helps us to understand. So 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city. So you've got a total of 490 years. To finish the transgression, and to make an end of sins, and to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness. So to complete the judgment that God started upon the nation of Israel, and when they would issue to the, the decree to go back to Jerusalem and to rebuild the temple until the Messiah was going to be so long, so many weeks, which boiled down to so many years. And so God's word is right on the money. Points to consider. One week, seven years. Seven weeks, 49 years. Seventy weeks, 490 years. See how easy it is? Things you must know. To whom is it written? Remember, it was thy people and thy holy city. So this is about Israel. This is about Jerusalem. And so therefore, when I go to the book of Revelation that deals with this 70th week, I believe that it's the key issue in the book of Revelation concerning the time of the seven-year tribulation period upon the earth. And why was it written? Because God is going to judge his people. And there was a time of when he would make a payment for the sins for the people. And then there would be uh, an ultimatum there about, like, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? They still would not accept the Messiah. So the kingdom was postponed, and so now it's going to be another judgment during that seven-year tribulation period, and then to bring in the everlasting righteousness and so forth upon the earth. So there has to be a time when it starts and a time when it ends. So, but does God's word say when did this start and when does it end? Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city to finish the transgression. Things are determined upon thy people, Israel, as a nation. Upon thy holy city, Jerusalem, to finish the transgressions, to make an end of sins, make reconciliation for iniquity, bring an everlasting righteousness, seal up the vision and prophecy, and anoint the most holy. Now, this is what God says that this 70 years is supposed to accomplish. Complete the chastening of Israel, which is called Jacob's sorrows. So, there is a, let me say, you, you're not going to be, I don't believe, punished when you get to heaven. I believe God can chasten you while you're here. God may cut your life short. There's all kinds of things that can happen in our lives. And so, God is going to complete the chastening process. And cure the rebellious nature of Israel. This is why at the end, uh, when you read the 11th chapter of the book of Romans, uh, when it says that Israel was the real olive tree, but they were broken off because of unbelief, and the Gentiles were grafted in because of belief. But he says not to get too high-minded, because the same God that did that can also remove the Gentile and put in the true olive vine again, and he says that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. And then in verse 26 in chapter 11 of Romans, 
it says that when they see him, uh, Israel will be saved as in a day. In other words, at one moment when they see him, and this is mentioned in chapter 12 of the book of Zechariah, chapter 13 of Zechariah, and when they see him, they will ask about the scars in his hands and his feet. So it shows that if it's mentioned in about the scars in his hands and his feet, he had have already come before, before this moment, when he comes in great power and great glory at the end of the seven years. And so Israel will see and believe, and God will take that little remnant of believe in Israel, and they will start their kingdom upon the earth. Uh, remember this is uh, a story in the book of Ezekiel about uh, the, the valley of the, uh, the dry bones. And so the dry bones is coming to move, and they come together, and uh, the sinew and so forth, and the flesh coming upon them. But they don't have a new heart. It's Israel in the land in unbelief. But God, one day, when they trust Christ as Savior, they will have a new birth, and Israel will be a believing people, and he will use them to start the kingdom, which was the like a seed of a mustard seed, and do great things. The covering, covering the payment for sins when Christ came to make reconciliation for iniquity. This is what's going to take place. And he's going to set up the kingdom upon the earth. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Christ is the predictor and the fulfillment of all prophecy. All prophecy deals with the Son of God and what he is doing and what he wants and his will and uh, it's it's all about it's all about him that's for sure so it's going to set up the king the kingdom's going to be here so that you do not think that the church is supposed to supplant the kingdom of Israel it is not promises made to Israel are still in effect Israel will be given the land just like God promised them and so we're only a time period in here called the grace age for about 2,000 years. And God's going to take us out of here. That time is coming. He says, know therefore and understand that from, here's your from, from the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince, shall be seven weeks, threescore and two weeks. The streets shall be built again, and the walls, even in troublous time. And when Ezra and Nehemiah went back, they did have a lot of trouble. There was people who didn't want them to build. But build it, they did, did and the wall was finally done. And then notice the from and the unto. These are started and stopping points. From the going forth of the commandment to restore and to build Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the Prince. Now, seven weeks, 49 years. One score is 20 years. 60 and 2 weeks would be 62 weeks. Well, 70 weeks or 490 years that ends when the kingdom begins. Now, I always like to draw. I don't know about you, but I love to put little things in there and, you know, try to figure all the stuff out. So you have 70 weeks. It's 490 years. But that was from the time they go back and rebuild all the way until the kingdom. That's the total 70. But something happened. There's 69 weeks or 483 years, but that was only for a period of time up until the cross. So when 
Christ was to be crucified, he died right on the very year, and according to the scriptures, we know the very month and the very day. And that's all told way back there in the book of Daniel. Coincidence? I don't think so. I think there's a God in heaven that knows what he's doing, and he is right dead on schedule. So the last week up there after the cross is what we call the 70th week of Daniel. Because 69 was up until the cross. So this is why. 62 weeks, 434 years. Well, that's because after three score and two weeks shall the Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. But why didn't it mention the other seven years? Why just 62 weeks? What happened? Well, this is because there is another issue here. The temple in Jerusalem was going to be built. And the time to build that, seven years was allotted for that. And so that's the first period of time from here to here. That period of time right there was seven years or seven weeks, which was 49 years. So when you go to the New Testament and the Gospel of John, Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. They said, then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. But the temple itself, yes, it was. And there was 49 years, a lot of that. And so after that, you have 62 weeks left, 434 years. So everything is right on schedule. And this period of time right here, Christ came and Christ died. And this is where the 70th week of Daniel is. And then there's the kingdom. See, there's no church age in here. When you study the Old Testament, you do not see uh, the stuff about you know, the church. Uh, there's hints about it and types about it and Enoch and the rapture and things like that. But the information about the church is in the New Testament given to the Apostle Paul. So that's the 46 years. And so we have where they said 46 years and we'll... And, and that's why they couldn't understand what Jesus said. You know, you'll destroy this temple in three days, raise it again. He said it took 46 years to build But he was talking about his body. See, they didn't always understand what he was talking about. But whenever they say that, see, but they're giving information that helps you to understand the scriptures. So... This is why all this is so important.